0: The Weekly Harvest, an in-depth look at the Brandon Weekings and the WHL.
1: Watchman trying to come up with it for Allison. Here's Allison right in front. He scores.
0: Brandon Junior hockey fans, you've waited two decades for this.
1: Well, good week once again. Welcome to episode 55 of The Weekly Harvest, presented by Coors Light, the official beer of the Brandon Wee Kings. Weekly Harvest, exclusive home at Q Country FM. You can get qcountryfm.ca or however you're listening to it this week. I appreciate you tuning on in. My name is Chris Falco. He's Brandon Crow. Crow, how are you this week, bud?
0: I'm good, man. It's been uh, it's been nice to be home. I'm finally off my isolation after returning back home, so uh, I was able to to come into Brandon. I got my first uh, vaccine uh on the uh, firefighters uh exemption um i'm back on active duty on the fire department here in now that i'm home and uh, got my first vaccine Uh, for those of you that are a little hesitant uh great setup at the keystone make your appointments online they get you in uh they get you in and out super fast super well organized and uh, honestly aside from a sore arm uh yesterday i i felt pretty good i had to go to bed pretty early but i think that had less to do with the vaccine and the fact that i went to the driving range for my first uh, couple of swings of the year with the golf clubs and that made my arm hurt a little more than I had to. But for those of you that are eligible, uh, I encourage you to sign up and uh, and head over to the Keystone Center and uh, get that needle in you so we can get back to normal. But other than that, I'm feeling good. And I know you're getting your shot here this week, too. So, hey, we're all getting one step closer to a little bit of normal here.
1: You and when you and got out of isolation right in time for lockdown. That is yeah, some oh, great timing. That's some great timing there, bud. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going on Tuesday actually, uh, right around the time that this podcast gets dropped. So as I'm leaving, I'll probably make sure that it's uh, it's uploaded and it's and it's all good. So thank you for tuning on in this week. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, you know, as we now hit this the first podcast really where it's like the quote unquote off season podcast for the Week Kings. So not a ton of uh, team news to talk about. There is a couple of things though, Crow, and it's at this time of the year, uh, like every year. Uh, one, one thing that kind of stayed the same is when our season ended. Some of the guys had a chance to go uh, to their to their pro teams and uh, and still keep playing some hockey. We've talked about a few of them, and now we're going to talk about one more. As uh, Benny McCartney, Benny had himself a night last night. As we recorded this on on Sunday, uh, on Saturday night, he himself a, a great debut in the AHL.
0: Did he ever? Uh, the Tucson Roadrunners, of course, the AHL team, uh, the Arizona Coyotes, who took him in the seventh round. Uh, they got uh, they got him signed into an AHL deal and threw him into the lineup last night and on the Saturday night. And actually, uh, Dan Block, one of our regular listeners and the team's uh, liaison out in Alberta, he texted me and said, I think Benny's getting in the lineup tonight. I mean, he there there's a guy who doesn't work in hockey full-time. He's an RCMP officer, but he gets more scoops than the radio guy. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He he just knows what's going on. So thanks, Dan, for texting me yesterday. It's the only reason I had any clue what was going on. Uh, but yeah, he goes into that game, gets an assist early on, and then uh, scores his first pro goal uh, in the second period. And he was just a fight Shy of the Gordie Howe hat trick, I thought maybe he'd try to scrap to get himself that Gordie Howe hat trick. But what a debut for him in his professional debut—one goal, one assist. Obviously, a couple of days of isolation and travel down to Tucson, Arizona certainly didn't uh, slow him down any.
1: And he was wearing number forty-two, which which I saw, which I I, I kind of thought that was because uh, twenty-two like is already taken, so he probably wanted to do something closer to his weaking number. I thought that was nice as well.
0: He's got a he's got a great spot though. Like talk about. Guys getting drafted to great cities. I mean, we, we're going to talk to Yuri Patera a little later on. And when he texted me saying, hey, I'm going to be a little late to get to the podcast tonight. He was sitting around with Thomas Nosek and a couple of other guys, uh, all shirts off, laying out on their loungers uh, in the desert, sun by the pool. So, I mean, between Ben going to Tucson, Arizona, Yuri in Vegas, of course, LT's in Vegas, Reed Duke's in Vegas, Crimson in Vegas, Bobby Lowe's is in Vegas, Ryan Craig, Darren Millard. <laughs> There's a theme here. <laughs> Guys <laughs> like going to the hot, lovely places. And uh, yeah, great, great job by Benny last night. Hopefully uh, the Arizona Coyotes can see what they've got in him with his bubble season and now his pro debut and they can get him on an NHL deal.
1: With Ben's complexion, though, he could be in trouble in the desert.
0: Oh, boy. They better <laughs> stock up on sunscreen at the old Tucson Walgreens.
1: S- SPF 2000. Uh, uh, and you know
0: what? Here's a funny story about Benny before we go. I, we asked Gary later on in our interview here coming up. I asked him what his first purchase was, and you're going to laugh when you hear the answer, but I'll leave it to him. Now, with Ben McCartney, here's a great story about Ben's irresponsibility as a young player. So his rookie season, uh, the Weekings go to Moose Jaw, and their New Year's Eve jackpot on the 50-50 is usually like $50,000 or more. And usually what happens is the Weekings office pools together all their money, and then I have to go around and buy all these tickets. We've never won, but I know last year, I think I dropped like $400 on 50-50 tickets pooled together well ben's a healthy scratch young 17 year old whatever 16 year old kid and he's sitting beside me in the booth and he goes points to the scoreboard and he goes that's a big draw isn't it i said yeah that's big anyway he comes back up like i don't know half an hour later and he's got all these 50 50 tickets and i said how much did you spend And he's like 150 bucks i said where'd you get that he goes it was my christmas money And he spent it all on fifty-fifty tickets and didn't win. So there goes his Christmas money. So I, I hope when he signs an NHL contract, he's got somebody that's not going to let him blow it all on lottery tickets. I really do.
1: <laughs> I think he needs Yuri Patera as his financial advisor.
0: Hundred percent, he does.
1: <laughs> uh, our big thanks to Yuri for sitting down with us uh, here this week. This was kind of a fun one, Crow, because uh we're not, we're not going all too far back. I mean, we're going to a guy who was, you know, just just here, but he brought such. I mean a relevant kind of aspect to the world that we're living in right now with with uh, hockey and uh, and not too far removed from the weekings where there was still you know a lot that we could talk about kind of like with with uh, with the current team as well uh, it was a great talk this week I thought with Yuri Patera I had a lot of fun
0: yeah I did too and and Yuri's one of those guys when he first got here like he he talks about his interview he didn't speak great English and him and Daniel Bukash were here together and fans will remember uh, Buki he he didn't speak a lick of English either and um those two guys did a great job of, of really working on English to realize that, hey, I gotta go to school and I gotta be in this community and work with my billets and we gotta learn. So I know they did a lot of work with with Pete Gerlinger, our broadcast analyst, and and, and Glenda Zelmer, the educational. Uh Pete used to tell me that Buki would come by his classroom every time he had a break at high school and he'd sit down and he'd talk to Pete and try and learn his English. So uh those guys are, are in a world of their own when they come to and uh, they became fan favorites. And Yuri is certainly going to go down as one of uh, the Weekend's best goalies of modern day history. Uh, him and Jordan Paperni and LT, and the list goes on and on. So uh, it was great to chat with him. You can tell he loves it in Vegas. And uh, a sneaking suspicion that wherever his hockey career takes him, there's going to be a retirement home somewhere in Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> so here we go. Episode 55 this week our chat with Yuri Patera.
0: We'll head down to the desert for our guest this week on the Weekly Harvest Podcast, powered by Coors Light, the official beer of the Brandon Wheat Kings. And he's been on the pod before, but the last time we had him on, he was trying to hook up like in the middle of the night with some weird Czech Republic Wi-Fi. It just wasn't working, so we thought we'd get him back on. Goaltender for the Henderson Silver Knights and longtime Wheat King fan favorite Yuri Patera. You're out, Yuri. What's uh, what's going on today? You got a bit of a, a nice tan going on. You just been laying around lounging by the pool the last few days.
2: Yeah, basically the last two or three days I've been uh, just getting tan either on my balcony or at my teammate's house. So, (laughs) just been laying down the pool.
1: (laughs) A big thanks for coming back on the podcast. The last time you were here, as Crow was referencing, it was the goalie episode, and uh, that's where uh, that was one of the few episodes Crow where we've, we've had like multiple guests and. That was kind of entertaining in and of itself but you were actually like in the middle of the night you had to wake yeah. up to join us so i mean like we really did appreciate that but the internet was not our was not our friend uh but uh, you were still a trooper just like you always are so that, that, that
2: was good <laughs> yeah i remember you guys were uh, <laughs> just i woke up i don't know i, I don't know exactly what time it was it was 2 or 3 and yeah it was it was pretty pretty fun talking to you guys when i was basically half
1: asleep that episode also <laughs> featured the very first swear drop in the in the podcast history and leave it to lt to do that uh who's also your current teammate so we're gonna we're gonna get into that as well um okay. crow was kind of mentioning that you were down there in the desert I uh, and you were mentioning quickly the boat before we could record about how much you love the weather down there i want to wait to ask you this but i mean Compare the weather to you know like where you grew up in the Czech Republic, and then and then here to Brandon, to 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 where you are now, and 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 the lifestyle.
2: Okay, so basically, um, back home we got like the normal weather, like not uh, not really cold cold winters or very hot summers. But yeah, like it's it was a big difference coming to Brandon. Basically, getting like trying to adjust to uh, the minus fifty winter and. Then going from Brandon to Vegas, basically when there's almost no winter here, but I remember um, in January there was a little bit of snow in here, and uh, I was pretty surprised I've never seen snow here, so it's uh, it's pretty crazy' it's been the last four years basically in different uh, different weathers.
0: So what's your living situation like are you living with some teammates? Do you have an apartment, a condo, a house What's your situation down there?
2: So I, uh, I live with my teammate uh, Jake McLaughlin, and uh, yeah, we're basically living in an apartment complex. We found this place uh, pretty, pretty cheap, and uh, yeah, we have we rented our our furniture, and yeah, that's basically it. We had to still buy some of uh, some of the stuff, but I'm just gonna put it in the storage and leave it here. For next season. <laughs>
1: And I guess that's got to be kind of the life of a professional hockey player, especially a- you know in the AHL, is you have those accommodations and you're renting because, I mean everything is 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 always so so fluid. Go back to the start of the season and tell us about kind of how it was arriving there and and then how everything kind of came together.
2: Um. So I got here probably like January, like mid January ish, and uh, I I remember coming here and I was in on a. On crutches because I sprained my MCL in the last game. So I basically like traveled here to get a MRI and uh, all this figure out that I was uh, at a, in a hotel for like probably two or three weeks. And then uh, me and Jake basically decided to uh, room together and uh, we got this place. So, yeah, it was it was pretty painful coming here <laughs> with uh, just on one leg and crutches. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of kind of annoying.
0: So you get, you know, your your season started kind of strangely because, you know, you leave Brandon and you don't have a contract yet. You go home to the Czech Republic and you ended up playing on a loan with a Czech Republic pro team, correct? Like, is that a yeah. team full of grown men or is it still kind of junior age guys? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: No, so the the team basically promoted to the highest Czech league and uh, the coach was uh, Vinny Prospel who uh, also, you know, like I um, know him from two years before that when he uh, he started coaching there and uh, he basically reached out to me after, after I signed the contract, like if I want to play before the NHL season starts and actually at the start, I came, uh, I came home from, uh, from Brandon and I like, I didn't have a contract. I literally had no idea what's going to happen for like next three or like three months. And uh, yeah, I was just like, okay, like, I guess I'm just going to find a place to play here and, you know, play in Europe. And then, uh, you know, um, my agents in Vegas, uh, like, we kind of negotiated a contract. I was really excited to sign it. And then, uh, you know, uh, NHL season got postponed. AHL season was in the air if they're even going to play or not. And then, you know, Europe, Europe's uh, Europe basically started normal time, maybe two weeks late. So I joined my team there. We negotiated the like temporary contract there for like 4 months and then uh I got to wear, basically fly to Vegas with my hurt <laughs> uh injured knee.
0: <laughs> so all you came with was a suitcase and your hockey bag? Like that was all you came with?
2: Uh basically yeah, like I just try to pack uh some like some of my clothes but you know like it's I had to buy like basically some clothes here. Like I can't really fit any of my stuff here uh, in one bag when I have sticks, hockey bag, uh, suitcase, and then I have like another bag. So I have to basically like kind of (laughs) improvise. So tell us
1: about about your first pro start here in North America.
2: In North America, uh, we were playing against Colorado. Uh, We were actually up 5-1 or 5-1 and they almost came back. And I think we ended up with a 6-4 win. And, you know, it was the first game since my uh, since my injury. So it was kind of, uh, you know, like little, I was a little off. But um, then I felt pretty good in the next games. And then it was kind of up and down.
0: Well, when you look at the Henderson Silver Knights roster and you look at the goaltenders, there's obviously quite a few of you there in Logan Thompson and Oscar Dance who are kind of the main two horses in that stable, no pun intended. And then, of course, you and dylan ferguson so when you look at the lineup and you see how many goalies there are how do you approach that day to day like you you know you you might not start you know for a week or so but how do you how do you keep yourself sharp when there's so many goalies around
2: yeah it's obviously a little little harder compared to brandon when i played a lot of games and it was just two two of us basically like either i was playing or Krugs was playing and uh I got a lot of playing time, but yeah, this year is a, it was a little bit different even in Europe. You know, I had to like kind of outplay the starting goalie there. And I, I think I did a pretty good job there. And, uh, then, um, uh, yeah, I came here and, you know, it's, it's a lot different. It's my first, uh, first pro season. And, uh, I'm happy for every game that I get. And, uh, I'm just trying to basically like work and, you know, work hard in the practice and like listen to the goalie coaches that, what they're telling me and all stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just trying to basically do the right things on and off the ice and, you know, just basically working hard. That's it. Like, that's all I have to do. And then, uh, you know, uh, play good when I get the opportunity.
1: And when so. you aren't getting that 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 chance, but you're looking at another former weakening in LT who's putting up ridiculous numbers to the point that he gets named the goalie of the month for back-to-back months, which just doesn't happen. Like we were talking to some hockey guys and it's like, they always kind of spread that around, but when there's no other option and they, you know, like you look at his numbers, like, well, there's no other, another no choice. He, you had to give it to him again. What's that, what's that like for you? looking at the guy who was again, the, the week Kings number one guy, a couple of years just before you and then where he is. And then knowing that you know, you're going to be next.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah, I think me and LT have a pretty, really good relationship. And uh, I honestly was surprised how insanely good he played. And he was basically putting up, like, really good performance, like, every single game. Like, he probably had, like, maybe two or three off games out of all games he played. And yeah, I I know that, like, he deserves, like, all those uh, goalie of the month uh, rewards. And, uh, you know, I think it's... (laughs) it's actually, like, sick how good he's playing. And, uh, you know, he's just I, – I don't really know what he does, but, like, the pucks just keep hitting him the whole – like, every single game. And, uh, you know, he's obviously, like, working hard in practice. And, uh, you know, just uh, – I'm happy for him, but I'm also, like, I'm trying to take his spot as well. So it's, like, competing on the ice, but, like, we're friends off the ice.
0: So you get a, a look, obviously, at the the Vegas roster. And I, I believe you guys played at the main arena yesterday, correct? Yep. Uh, in the big rink. So uh, it was followed up by a Vegas game. And obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury has been a great story. Robin Leonard is a great story as well. How much, you know, during camp and stuff, is it kind of neat to watch those guys and, and know that, hey, that that's what we're aspiring to be? Like, was Marc-Andre Fleury a guy you were a fan of, um, you know, kind of growing up a little?
2: Yeah, so my favorite goalies growing up was basically like Carey Price, Flurry, and Braden Holby when he uh, entered the league. And yeah, like I actually got called a taxi squad three days ago, and I practiced with uh, Flurry like once or twice. And then he actually came up to me he <laughs> he asked me about like how the season's going. Then he asked me how my uh, how my knee's holding up, which I was surprised that he like even knows that. You know, like he's a hell of a goalie and he knows like that some minor league goalie like basically hurt his knee like a couple of months back so I was he's a he's a actually like one of the nicest people I've met even like I talked to him like uh, just a few times but he's like actually seems like a really nice guy and uh, you know I've been trying to uh, look at him every every single practice because I compare myself to Flurry more than to Leonard like while like playing style because uh, Leonard's, like, more of a big goalie, like, uh, you know, playing a little deeper, but Fleury's uh, more of a small goalie and uh, playing more active and all this stuff. So I'm trying to, like, look what he's doing in the practice, how he's, uh, like, preparing for practice, what he's, uh, like, how he's tracking the puck, all this, like, little stuff. So um, it's pretty cool that I, I can skate with uh, with a guy that I was basically, like, watching growing up and, was like, he was my – one of my three idols, basically.
1: I have heard from a large number of people who have met Mark Andre Fleury who say nothing but the nicest things about him. To the point where I don't want to meet him because of the <laughs> because they say never meet your heroes because I'm afraid that if I meet him and he's anything but this super nice guy, I'll be like, oh man, I must be a total ass. Like what what is it about me <laughs> or whatever? But because everybody just seems to love him and I, uh, he seems so genuine in every interview. Um, yeah, what a, I love that. It's a great story down there. Yeah,
2: you know, like he's always, he's always smiling. Like he always have a smile on his face. And like, that's why the fans love him. You know, like he's just an unreal person and he's a really good goaltender.
0: All right. So let's go back a, a couple of weeks. Now, one of my favorite goaltenders growing up, of course I was a goalie. I was a, not a very good one, Yuri, as you know, and made fun of me on multiple occasions over the years. Uh, one of my favorite goalies growing up was Fred Brathwaite as he played for the Manitoba Moose, uh, and you know, he was one of the guys I got to watch live. Uh, he got to dress and was the oldest player to ever dress in a game, uh, as a backup. Was he your backup? Were you starting that yeah.
2: night? Yeah. So, uh, um, we, we had some, uh, like, um, little issue there with, uh, with injury. And then, uh, I basically ended up playing the game and, Freddie was backing up, and uh, he was—you know—he was just so enthusiastic on, on the bench, and he was just like such a like he was really being a really good teammate, and uh, you know, like pumping everyone up and uh, just yelling on the bench. It was it was awesome. And, and uh, actually, the next game, uh, Oscar Oscar came down. He played, and then uh, three minutes left in the second period, he he had a problems with his stomach. So he had to go to the bathroom and I basically ended up finishing the game and Freddie dressed up again in the second game. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. Like he like you know, he was on uh he was in the stands, like basically watching the game on his computer, like cutting the clips and then out of nowhere, like he's going in the locker room, he's he's changing to the gold gear <laughs> and he's on the bench again, like <laughs> It was awesome.
0: Were you nervous, Yuri? Though, like with with a forty some year old backup that hasn't played since two thousand five. Hell, he's he's wearing Atlanta Thrashers equipment. That's Damn. what I was gonna
1: say. Is he's wearing his <laughs> Thrashers mask? What was that discussion like? And is that mask was that even still league like approved at this
2: point? <laughs> how old it is? Uh, I honestly have no idea. If it was league approved,
0: <laughs> but I mean, were you, you nervous uh, about giving up a goal or two and maybe him having to come in?
2: I'm pretty sure he would do a really good job though like I looked at him in the warm-ups, and like I don't think he let a goal in. <laughs> he was at, like he was actually he's he's fun to watch too cuz like he you know like he's so uh like an like older older type goalie so he's like playing basically stand up and it was awesome to see him in the warm up like he he was awesome <laughs>
0: what a great story i i love the emergency backup stories and and the stories of coaches having to come in that is it's just fantastic yeah. i i got looking at the roster yuri and correct me if i'm wrong but you're the only czech republic born player on the henderson silver knights is that correct
2: yeah i'm it, the only Czech guy but i actually have a one guy from slovakia thomas yurko and yeah so we basically speak the same language so uh yeah, I mean, uh, him, I'd say we got like pretty close in the last uh couple of weeks cuz uh we spent a lot of time in the last uh last couple of weeks. Together. So, did
0: you know anyone else on the roster? I mean, obviously you might have, you know, played against guys and obviously Callie Kelly and Kelly's down there too, but did you know much about the roster? I mean, you've been to camps before, but was it kind of strange going into the room or did you feel pretty welcome?
2: Um, I, it was, it was weird. Cause I like, I knew maybe five or six guys. Um, I knew like, you know, guys from the deaf cams, like a couple of years ago or like three years ago. And, uh, but yeah, like most of the guys were new to me. So I basically like introduced myself to everyone and, uh, um, yeah, then I honestly was lost, like remembering every single guy's uh, name. So I was like kind of struggling and then I figured it all out. And, uh, yeah, I think we were, we have a really good group of guys
1: here. So let's jump in a time machine, Yuri, and let's 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 take so that Yuri Patera compared to the Yuri Patera walking into the Brandon Wee King dressing room for the first time, where you wouldn't have known anybody.
2: Yeah.
1: And I mean, you wouldn't have you know like so like what was what was that experience like?
2: And um, and like
1: what do you I remember? Actually- like like what's what do you like you know some of the first things that like, come to
2: mind. So I remember Baron Thompson, basically.
1: Oh, God, here we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> on a tour <laughs> around Brandon. And the first thing I heard when I entered the locker room was like, oh, God, did Baron Thompson was, like, showing you around and, like, telling you what to do? And I was like, yeah, like, he seems like a nice guy. And then guys were like, oh, my God, like, you will end up, like <laughs> – like, you will just be doing terrible things. Like, <laughs> and I was like, all right. Uh, I don't, I didn't really know what to expect. And I also, like, I, that was my second year in, uh, in states, right? So, like, I barely still knew, like, I didn't really know any English still. So, guys were like, were really nice to me. And then when they got to know me, they were like, start getting, like, uh, making fun of me, like, about, like, you know, like, I didn't know. A lot of english words and i was like kind of struggling i messed up like sentences i my grammar wasn't like right and guys like chirping me when they didn't have a chirp back, they just always chirp me about like the language barriers so it was only comeback they had every single time
0: Well one of my favorite yuri patera moments was when your parents came for a visit uh, and your dad was in the weak king office and i walked up to him not knowing him from a uh, from anyone and I shook his hand, and I started talking to him and introducing myself to him, and he just stared at me, just <laughs> stared at me like he, I was an alien. And then your mom said, "Oh no, no, he doesn't speak English." <laughs> so, but meanwhile, I'd been just—I had been talking to him for like forty seconds. And he's he just such, stared at me. He's
1: such a nice guy, though, even though he didn't speak English. You could tell he was just genuinely yeah, happy just to let you to me, speak. But, yeah, so he had no clue what the, I was
2: saying. <laughs> the funniest story about my dad being states is when we were in. uh when we had a Christmas break, my first year—no, that was the s- second year—or I, I honestly have no idea now. But we were in Chicago, and uh, the my uncle's whole family came, and obviously my parents were there. My dad speaks no English. My speak my mom speaks a little bit English, and then some some of the, my uncle's family member—I don't know who that was—but he was talking to my dad like straight up for thirty minutes. And then he came up to my mom and he was like, yeah, like your, uh, your boyfriend's like a really nice guy. And my mom was like, what do you mean? Like, he doesn't know any English. And it was like, why? Like I was literally talking to him for like 30 minutes and he had no idea. Like my dad spoke no English because my dad was the only, the only thing he was just like shaking his head and like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Oh, you yeah, did, your dad is fantastic. <laughs> fantastic! Like he was so nice, and and they, you know, they came to Brandon and enjoyed their time in Brandon. I think now, if you were to ask your parents uh, to recap their trip to Brandon, what would be some of the memories they had? Like, was it was it shocking to them to come to Canada? Had they been to Canada before?
2: Um, no, no. My my dad actually came just once because he, like, he hated the winter. First of all, because like <laughs> don't we he's, all? Uh, he's a, he's a big time smoker so like you know like him not be able to go out and like smoke a cigarette like it was t- like for him it was terrible so he basically <laughs> got out he was like shit like shivering for like 5 minutes smoking one like cigarette and then he got in like all all grumpy so um yeah <laughs> like the first memory would probably be like them watch like, another very good
1: reason to not smoke kids by the way <laughs> yeah, don't smoke it's too cold <laughs> it's too cold outside oh
2: yeah, no, yeah but yeah like probably watching the, the hockey games my dad loved it and you know i just remember he he likes to sit by himself so he always like sits somewhere in the ring even though he got like he got tickets to the suites and he was just like no i just want to sit yeah by he by was him.
1: sitting yeah he was sitting like yeah. in his own little area of like section yeah. two there yeah
2: and he again like some some older like ladies were apparently talking to him, not knowing he spoke like and no English again. So he was basically like, having conversation with them, just like saying "yeah," not like not in his head. And like yeah, like he like he loves just watching hockey games. Like especially when I'm playing, he's like a little like nervous before every game. But yeah, like I'm I'm I would say like that was probably the number one thing that I would remember.
1: Just by he, ju- just by being friendly and nodding during conversation, I can't imagine the amount of things that your dad has agreed to. There, <laughs> the list, the list must be endless. It must be some, yeah, somewhat, know, somewhat yeah. terrifying. I, think, I can only imagine.
2: <laughs> then somehow, sometimes he's just like you can say anything. And, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those ladies
0: probably asked him out on a date and were mad when he didn't show up. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah well, my mom was <laughs> well, my mom was still in sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your dad paints your masks, correct? I mean, yeah. he did both of them in Brandon does he has he still been able to or is the is the distance in the mail and the covid does it make it tough? Like wh- what's no, the so, history behind your mask painting?
2: Um so my dad used to basically not painting it, but he was uh putting like I don't know how to explain. It. Like he was putting like foils all over like all over it, and he was like um, I don't know how he was doing it actually. Like it was actually unreal. And then he discovered the airbrush and he started doing that on like motorcycles and like, you know, helmets, uh, for motorcycles. And then he was like, Hey, like I'm, I might try doing that on your helmets. I was like, yeah, sure. And then basically was painting my helmet for my whole life. So I don't really want to change that up. And actually the team this year did a good job sending the the helmet, um, back home and he painted it, he sent it over here and like no issues at all. So it was, uh, that was pretty pretty cool that's awesome in the
1: in the system yuri there there's a lot of very stylish colored pads going on uh what what color scheme are you rocking right now any any special design on them
2: no i'm actually just keeping it simple um just you know just a little bit of uh, just a little triangle uh, on the bottom of my pads i don't i like to keep it simple but i honestly love the color of flurry's pads those gold ones those are sick
0: so like Ben McCartney, your good friend Ben, makes his American Hockey League debut last night. Scores, right?
2: at the best,
1: and a you 2. didn't quite. 9-
2: you didn't hear about this? No, I I, was, I didn't. I was at the I was at the Vags uh, game, so I didn't. Yeah, yeah, Benny, Ben so, so Benny had himself a night, night. Had himself that's, a night. Uh, that's so sick. Did
0: you follow uh, – that's where I was going. At. Did you follow the Week Kings at all when, when the team was playing here over the last couple of months? Like, were you paying attention or talking to any of the guys?
2: I did. I was actually snapping uh, a lot of the guys on the team, Linda McCallum and uh, some other guys. And, uh, I, yeah, Cars was sending me a lot of snaps while the guys were uh, getting together. So, uh, yeah, I was watching – I didn't watch any, any games, but I was watching uh, – like, I was keeping a track on the score. And yeah, like it was, you know, it's, it's unreal that they, uh, they won a division and uh, they, they got the, what was it called? Subway cup. Yeah. The subway cup. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's unreal. Like they, they had a really good team, like, you know, Ritz and cards uh, Krug's and that uh, they, I think those guys had a really good season and uh, I'm really happy for them. I congratulate them and uh, it's, I think that's pretty awesome.
1: What are you kind of doing when you're, when you're away from the rank right now, Yuri? In your downtime,
2: uh we're not really allowed to go outside right now. Um, we just actually got the second dose, uh, so we hope we'll be able to go out for like uh, to go out for supper or anything in like in the next week or two, but yeah, I've been just you know sitting by the pool like almost every single day or just like um like chilling on the balcony, listening to music, like watching Netflix, just like boring stuff, basically not really anything exciting.
0: So are you going to spend the summer in Vegas or like, I know travel is a little difficult right now. Are you going to try to make it back home to the Czech Republic or what's your plan?
2: Um, I will try to make it home, but I honestly, if everything's still closed down and I can work out, I like, I don't really want to go back, but Like, I don't want to go, like, two years without seeing my family or, like, all of my friends back home. So I want to maybe go home for, like, a month, take, like, two weeks off there, then start, like, uh, working out, uh, like, likely there, and then fly over here again and uh, find a place here back in Henderson and, uh, you know, make the AHL roster for next year because obviously this year is a little different because six goalies are basically, like, in the NHL and AHL, and uh, in a normal season it's – four like two up two down and then uh, two in a coast so yeah i i'm looking forward to have a good summer work out a lot and make the hl team for next year
1: well before we let you go here yuri we like to do a little thing called rapid fire at the end where we just kind of throw some some questions for you it's not be like, like quick answers but they're more just like not really any kind of theme just to get kind of know to know you better you mentioned that you were kind of watching uh, some netflix uh, chrome i'm going to steal your go to question here but yep. what's what's uh, one of your more uh, favorite binges that you've gotten into since all this has begun
2: favorite binges is that like shows yes yeah yeah um i really enjoy watching peaky blinders um i watched the money heist as well and um then I was pretty pissed that they took The Office off Netflix because that was my favorite show of all time.
1: Not here uh, in Canada, Yuri. Not in Canada, they
2: did not Yuri. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> so, yeah, I actually couldn't watch it because they don't have it in check either. And I was looking forward to watch it here. And then I got here and literally the next day it was banned.
1: Minus 50 know. winters are a little better when you got The Office on Netflix.
2: <laughs> no, I st- I'll still take the... I'll I'm sure you will. <laughs> You'll still
1: take The Desert. I don't blame you.
2: Um, are you. Have you... Are you a golfer,
0: Yuri? Have you picked up golf living in the desert?
2: Dude, I, I don't even know if anyone wants to go with me. I think I'm just, oh, like, it's a joke. I can't hit a ball. I can't. Like, I I tried swinging both sides. I tried, like, everything, and I'm just like, I suck. I can't hit the ball.
0: So you're not Zach Whitecloud or Mark Stone, because those two guys no, know how to play golf. No,
2: I'm not even invited for from Whitey because he knows I suck. <laughs> What's your
1: go-to video game?
2: What's my go-to video game? I've been playing a lot of Chell and uh, my top three: Call of Duty, um, NHL, and GTA.
0: What was your first purchase after your signing bonus or your first paycheck hit your b- bank account? What was the what was the first thing you bought?
2: Uh, first thing I bought. I think um, my, my health insurance for. Uh, <laughs> you're so mature. I get, I get hurt and I can't play hockey anymore. I think I, that was the first thing I paid for.
0: Come on. you're like
1: That's amazing. Good for you.
0: That's great. But you're probably the only 21-year-old male living in Las Vegas who gets a boatload of money dumped into their bank account and goes and buys health insurance.
2: <laughs> I mean, I got my signing bonus and I was still in check. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm playing here in Europe. I know the, like, the treatment here is not very good like as in the NHL. So I'm like, that's the first thing I have to pay for just in case I get hurt.
0: So what was the first fun thing you bought? First fun thing I bought? <laughs> Did you buy a new TV or a new
2: Xbox or anything? Oh, man, first fun thing. I don't even think I bought anything fun.
0: He's probably investing or something boring like that. Yeah, I've got investments in the check.
2: Uh, no, stuff. I honestly, I honestly don't like. I don't like spending money on the new clothes or anything. Like, I didn't even buy a new suit or anything. I, I buy stuff when I like when my old stuff breaks. I probably bought like, a bunch of new clothes, but nothing like too crazy. Like thing. I probably went to H and M or like New York, or, like something cheap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good though, Yuri. Because yeah. at the end of the day. You never know how long your hockey career is going to last. You got to be smart with your money. So,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, while we're recording this year, it is Mother's Day, and I know that uh, we we did a post today thanking all the hockey moms and and, and of course the the billet moms. Uh, one of which you had a great billet family while while you were here in Brandon. Uh, before we wrap up, I really like you to maybe kind of tell us about about that experience. You know, being being new, uh, trying to get adjusted, and then uh, you getting posted where you did.
2: You know, the first time I met my, uh, my billet family was my billet mom was still in Calgary cause her dad was having some issues with his, uh, with his health. So, uh, I was chilling with my billet dad, which is an absolute beauty. and, uh, when, when, um, our billet mom came, they were just like, we're, we, we just got along so well and they understood me like in all ways, like they they, we got just, we just got uh, to know each other like so well and uh, I was so I appreciated every single day that I was with them and you know they were just like great people and I actually I, I felt so bad they did didn't get any any billets this year because uh you know like the season was in a bubble basically and uh you know they were just great billets. they they made it like so much easier for me like they were just taking care of me so well even though I was a 20 year like 20 year old adult basically were like so nice to me in every single way. I like I couldn't ask for more. No. Now
0: correct me if I'm wrong, but they're still taking care of your cat, aren't they?
2: <laughs> yeah. So James and Monica still up, have the kitty. eh? <laughs> yeah. So they basically ended up uh, like taking the kitty, which we were basically like, just babysitting, like looking at looking out for. And they were just like, yeah, we might just keep it. And uh, we're going to name him, name her Vegas. I'm like, oh yeah sure yeah that's kind of like you know you don't have to do that and she's like no like that's your cat you gotta keep it one day i'm like okay like i like though it's a really cute cat but like you know like i'm living here i'm on like on the road the whole time so i just um i don't know if they're even be able to give it to me because i think they're they absolutely love it i think that's (laughs) their that's their cat cat now (laughs) I mean that's their favorite cast, so I don't think they're gonna give it to me back. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then once
1: things open up, if if they, if they want to go down and see James, he's working at uh, Riverbank Discovery Center and doing some terrific stuff there as well. Oh yeah, um, I know. So, so yeah, just doing just uh, j- just just doing great work. As is Monica on the force for the for for, oh, for those that don't know.
2: Awesome. You know, I've been uh, I've been to his. We actually had a team event there one day, right? When uh, at the riverbank, it was awesome. I went there a few times, and you know the the stuff that he did, like within like such a short time, like it's amazing. Like he's just taking care of that, like fully. It's awesome.
1: I I, I really miss those community events. That was the one that we were over at the uh, skating oval, skating with the community, and then we went over to the Riverbank yeah. Discovery Center for hot chocolate and cookies and. Stuff like that. So hopefully we can get back to stuff like that in the future again because that is a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. It's actually like it's so weird like not doing that this year even here. Like it was, you know, it's it's a, it's part of it to like, you know, reaching out to fans or like, you know, like getting the fans to know each other and all this stuff. Like it's, it's part of it. And, uh, you know, that's why the community was so good in Brandon and, and uh, just the people were there. Awesome.
0: Well, Yuri, this was awesome. Appreciate you doing it. I know you've probably got uh, you got a, another hour left of sunlight. You can go and get a little darker out on the patio, or are you going straight to bed?
2: Um, I'm probably going to go on the patio for a bit.
0: <laughs> got to get that. Uh, got to get that suntan in. People in the Czech uh, Republic okay. don't uh, don't know what's going to hit them when you roll off the airplane. You'll be <laughs> like a bronze god when you come off the airplane.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even this on the webcam the whole time, just showing us just like this. Ugh showing <laughs> us the muscles
2: yeah, the 10 i am man.
1: Yeah, there you go all right yuri thank you so much for doing this here with us Bud, appreciate it all the best
2: for having me, guys good luck the rest of the way thank you and uh say hi to cars for me
1: <laughs> you'll
0: probably see him before we will he'll probably try and score on you
2: <laughs> yeah probably yeah
1: <laughs> well who was it we we're just talking about was it uh burzan he got his first goal against lt i think
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. LT was so sorry about that. <laughs> he, was, he like came up to me. He goes, of course, Briz gonna score his first pro goal on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, if, that's
1: excellent. If the if if there was one weeking that in your time that you would hate to give up the first pro goal to, who would it have been?
2: Cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. He's yeah, already got done. one. So You're good go. then. <laughs> Um, okay, so someone who doesn't have a pro goal yet, um,
0: Reinhardt. Oh, he's got. A oh, couple. he's got
2: one. Yeah. No, I know Reiny wouldn't brag about it. I know that Lyndon Lyndon McCallum would probably brag about it. I would probably hear for the rest of my life he would <laughs> if he, uh, for his goal against me. Um, yeah, I would probably go with uh, with Calzi.
0: Yeah, he'd be sending you the highlights like every year on your birthday just to remind you.
2: Yeah, he would probably snapping me every day just like, "You remember that one goal?" <laughs> Our thanks
1: again to Yuri Patera, episode 55 of the Weekly Harvest, presented by Coors Light, the official beer of the Brandon Wheat Kings. Please drink responsibly. Again, all the previous episodes online at QCountryFM.ca. Q Country, the exclusive home of all things Brandon Wheat Kings. Also, though, with the pod, you can get it pretty much however you get your podcast. So if you're listening on Apple, Google, Spotify, however it is, we appreciate you doing that. Appreciate everybody who hits subscribe. Those who hit uh, the actual download button, if you're in a Wi-Fi area, uh, it definitely helps us out a little bit more. But uh, if you're just listening, just really do appreciate it. So thank you for that. Uh, Crow, in the email inbox this week, it is super light. There is uh, no emails. But if anybody does want to send one, by all means, it's qweeklyharvest at gmail.com, letter harvest at gmail.com.
0: And we've got a couple of division winners that have been finalized. Obviously, this is the final week of Regular season play, uh, Wednesday will be the last two games of the night, Victoria-Vancouver uh, and uh, PG and Canlis, kind of the last uh, couple of games out in BC. But, uh, of course, the Everett Silver Tips winning the U.S. Division, so congratulations to former King Scout Mike Fraser and uh, the uh, Everett Silver Tips for picking up the victory out in the U.S. Division. Uh, of course, in Alberta, it was the Edmonton Oil Kings walking away uh, with the victory in the Central Uh, And by the looks of it, I believe the Kamloops Blazers have uh, the points percentage as we come down the stretch lead in the BC division. Also, we want to congratulate team Canada on the under 18 victory. Boy, Connor Bedard. Oh man, I I can't get over how good he was at the hub and the games that I saw him play again. And it goes to play for team Canada at the U 18s and just an excellent, uh, excellent display for team Canada as they beat Russia in the final. So, uh, that's pretty much it for hockey-wise in the junior world. Once it wraps up this week, uh, they don't haven't decided when the draft is yet. We don't have an official date on the Euro draft yet either. Um, and uh, other than the NHL playoff action, hockey's really going to slow down here for the offseason. But uh, certainly it's been a good run here for the WHL. Yeah,
1: I can only imagine that when we get back to normal, we get back to crowds. Can you imagine the people who want to come out and watch Connor Bedard play? I mean... Yeah, he is going to be tearing this league apart for the next couple of years by the looks of it. You know, as long as he can stay healthy and keep doing what he's doing, um, you know, it's just absolutely fascinating to to, to watch a 15 year old do that. Um, but yeah, I can only hope that 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 we get fans back in. Um, I, I, cause I mean, like we were just talking about uh, off the pod, but last night the whole uh, McDavid thing when you know he got to 100 points. And there's nobody there but his teammates to kind of bang on the on the bench. Like, yeah, you know, it was still, of course, special, and he had to enjoy the moment. But when you look, you know, d- down south, when you're watching the Vegas Golden of the Night game, and there's a big save, and you have 7,500, 8,000 people just roaring. Could you imagine those same people in that building when McDavid did that? That oh, just would have uh, been I, incredible. And so, and
0: I was saying to you and Yuri, I want to get back Yeah, like I I, I was saying to you and Yuri in the interview, uh, or after we hit the record or whatever it was, but I said to my wife, uh, so we've talked about it before, my wife likes watching Vegas. I mean, she's obviously, uh, she, you know, enjoys the time she spent working with Verdon with the oil caps and Zach Whitecloud. And, um, you know, Vegas is a cool team to watch. I mean, you have to admit, they're fun to watch. And I said to her, she was getting on the exercise bike and I had just turned on the TV. I was not on the exercise bike. Uh, I was sitting in my chair, which is, you know, I don't think anyone expects me.
1: Shocking.
0: Shocking. uh, But I said to her, I said, what do you want to do? Do you want to watch McDavid get to 100 points or do you want to watch the Vegas game? She said, well, let's watch the first period of the Edmonton game and we'll see if McDavid does it. Well, then he scored on his first shot. Um, But then we flipped over to the Vegas game and the difference in the entertainment to me, going from the empty Rogers place in Edmonton to the 8,000 people inside the fortress at T-Mobile Arena, just on TV alone. It was like night and day. I mean, CBC does a great job. They pump in some ice level music and stuff for the broadcast, but it literally it feels like you're watching a rec league game between the Oak Lake Bruins and the Hargrave Sharks because there's nobody in the building and it's just all you hear is pucks off the glass. And then you turn on the Vegas game and you know Darren Millard and Gary Lawless trying to do the intermission show. There's people dancing behind them and mascots and music and it just it it really gives you brings a smile to your face seeing some of the joy that those fans were getting in the crowd. I can't wait to get back to that point.
1: Yeah, no, got to get back to that point. It's going to be awesome. I should
0: probably get on the exercise bike too, realistically, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things.
1: Wouldn't be a bad idea, bud.
0: Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, just mix in a bike ride. We're going back to while. lockdown.
1: I mean, what else are you going to be doing? And you're and you're <laughs> yeah. a firefighter, you should be staying in better shape probably. Yeah,
0: no, you know what? Actually, uh it's funny, my my fitness level since being with the Brandon Vikings, uh my first year and and my first year Aaron Rome uh, gave me the nickname fat cat um, based on the cartoon character Garfield, because, you know, Garfield loves lasagna and we'd go on the road and I'd take my lasagna and I'd just demolish it pregame. And then I'd go up and have a nap. Same one same as Garfield. I'd eat my lasagna and go for a nap. Well, I gained a ton of weight that first year and they started calling me Garfield and fat cat. And it was all fun and games, but it started to bother me a little bit. And then I dropped 85 pounds coming back for my second year and I've I've put like 30 of it back on. So, I mean, at this point, I I probably should get on the mic, to be completely honest with you. But at this Send point, after, at, Harvest. And at,
1: and at this point, though, you're also already married. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> who are you trying to impress? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, like, Brandy.
0: We'll let you go. Uh, next week, as always, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back on the mic telling you a few stories. We'll probably have an update on what our plan is for the upcoming months regarding episodes, if, what we're going to do. Uh, we haven't quite figured that out yet, uh, how it's going to look over the course of the offseason. But hopefully I have some details for you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, until then, uh, keep listening, keep downloading, and uh, stay tuned to the Week Kings uh, content because there's going to be some stuff coming out here. Uh, they're replaying all of the uh, championship series coming out on YouTube periodically over the next uh, handful of days. And then, of course, uh, the uh, top plays and all that uh, stuff, uh, kind of recapping the season, uh, potential award stuff as well. So lots of content still coming from the Week Kings. Uh, make sure you check that out.
1: Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Be sure to follow Q Country and the Wheat Kings on Twitter
0: and Facebook for all your Brandon Wheat Kings news. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Harvest.